Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker, and we are going to start this hour by doing something pretty ridiculous. I saw this show up on social media earlier today, and I thought, oh, yes, 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 yes. Former Say by the Bell star Mario Lopez, who is now in the NBC Peacock streaming series, which is a Say by the Bell spinoff. I watched the first episode, and I got to say, it imp- it was so much better than I thought it would be. But I don't know if I'm going to pay for that streaming service just to watch this. I'm kind of on the bubble. But I got to say, Mario Lopez is so good in this, and he's such a likable guy. I mean, just look at him. He's so he, All he needs to do is smile, and everyone's like, oh, we love you, Mario. He's got those dimples and everything, but just a generally well-liked, nice guy. And with this new series of Saved by the Bell, essentially what happens is Zach Morris, who is, you know, from the original series, to get out of a parking ticket, decides to run for governor and ends up winning and doesn't know what he's doing. So what they end up doing is closing a bunch of schools down and taking some of these schools that got closed down and moving them in where they can use a school choice voucher in a lot of these kids decide to go to the rich schools because of that. So now you have kids from poor neighborhoods going to the rich, well-funded schools. And because of it, there's a cultural shock there. Like, you know, here's here's all these celebrity kids and things like that. And here's all these other kids that can't even afford, you know, uh, personal laptop devices or, you know, uh, iPads where all of their books and studies are located on these electronic devices. It's such a strange world. So Mario Lopez is a gym teacher there, I think, and a football coach. And he, you know, talks to the kids and does these different things. It was actually pretty impressive. Now, all that aside, in case you wanted a full review of Say by the Bell, which I'm sure you didn't, that's not what dropped on social media today. What dropped on social media is that not his role on Say by the Bell or anything else is that he is going to be playing Colonel Sanders in a lifetime mini movie called A Recipe for Seduction. Lopez is playing Colonel Sanders, of course, from KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken fame. It's going to air this Sunday. I think it was this Sunday on Lifetime at noon. Yes, Lifetime 
noon on Sunday. He looks like a young Colonel Sanders. He has the mustache. He has the little goatee. He's wearing the Colonel Sanders glasses. His hair is kind of, you know, gelled up. He's got the little necktie thing. You know what I'm talking about? I don't even know what that's called. It's not a necktie or a bow tie or a bolo tie or anything like that. But, you know, the Colonel Sanders tie. And apparently he is the subject and a character in this mini Lifetime movie. You got to listen to this. It is amazing. A Lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal. And now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. All right, so (laughs) you have the parents that are trying to push their daughter to date this other guy, but she's falling for the chef. And as you can imagine, the chef is Mario Lopez (laughs) as Colonel Sanders. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a great line seriously jessica is falling for oh leave jessica alone and skip town he has a secret recipe that's going to change the world harlan claims to have some secret recipe a secret recipe <laughs> spare me we all have our secrets <laughs> secret recipe we all have our secrets if you marry my daughter i promise there'll be more long weekends in your future Mom, I have to tell you something. Ooh, see, now the mom is seducing the boy that the daughter, that they're trying to push the daughter towards this one boy. Now the mom's seducing the boy, too, and saying, you really got to get this Colonel Sanders guy out of the picture. We don't want him. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. The secrets out, chicken man. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Oh, this looks so good. I don't know why I want to see this, but it's only 15 minutes and it's worth my time. It premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. This is an ad. It's a 15-minute ad for KFC, but I want to watch it. Isn't that something? It's not really a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's December, Lifetime, and they're not showing a Christmas movie? Who is going to watch this with me? Raise your hand. Are you going to watch this Colonel Sanders Lifetime movie starring Mario Lopez? (laughs) Please watch it if you can, because then we could talk about it next week. That'll be for sure. You know, and and talking about Christmas movies real quick, I wanted you to rank these Christmas movies. I was having a debate with my wife about these four Christmas movies, and I'm hoping you could determine the order of the Christmas movies. So from best to worst, Die Hard, Home Alone, Charlie Brown Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life. Now, they're spanning many different eras. You know, you have 80s and 90s with Die Hard and Home Alone. Charlie Brown, I I mostly think of the 70s, and It's a Wonderful Life even predates all of those. But it doesn't get any more classic than ones like that. If you were to rank those, Die Hard, Home Alone, Charlie Brown Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. What order do you put them in? 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. See, my wife puts It's a Wonderful Life at the last, at the very end. And I thought, you cannot do that. That is not allowed in this household. How dare you put It's a Wonderful Life at the very end? If anything, Charlie Brown Christmas goes at the very end. 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred. 736 Producer Mike says, Home Alone, Die Hard, It's a Wonderful Life, and then Charlie Brown Christmas. 
I don't know. I would put It's a Wonderful Life before Home Alone. I might put Die Hard number one. It's a Wonderful Life number two. <laughs> Home Alone three, Charlie Brown Christmas four. And that's another controversial take. All right. Wh- what order do you put them in? Give us a call or text them in. I'd like to see it. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Traffic and weather together every 10 minutes, mornings and afternoons on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. So here are the four movies that I want you to rank from best to worst of just of the four. The four movies being somewhat controversial. Die Hard, Home Alone, Charlie Brown Christmas, and It's a Wonderful Life. You notice I didn't put any Lifetime movies in there. And I also did not put in the Colonel Sanders Lifetime movie because we all know that would rank all the way at the top. It would be hard to really go up against that all-star of a 15-minute commercial. So let's take some of your calls. I'm just kind of curious where you put them. 314-436-7900. Let's go to Kim. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. Hmm. I, I My ranking is It's a Wonderful Life, Charlie Brown, Home Alone, and Die Hard has to be last. Wow. Of course, Kim. I just got to say, I don't think the ladies like Die Hard all that much. Actually, you're right. I mean, I can't speak for any of the other women out there, but I don't. No, so it goes all the way at the end. You said It's a Wonderful Life is number one for you? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, how many times have you seen that movie? Oh, my gosh. I've seen it so many times, I can't even count how many times I've seen it. Yeah, so you can pretty much recite most of the uh, movie. i got to tell you, and maybe admit, I've only seen it maybe twice in my life, and maybe it's time I watch it again. Oh, yeah, that, that's a real, I like that. That's a really good Christmas movie. Do they show that on the network TV, or is that something that you have to go out of your way to find? I think, and I'm trying to remember last Christmas where I watched it at. I want to say it's uh, probably one of the cable channels, if my memory serves me correctly. So how is It's a Wonderful Life better than Die Hard? Like, what would you, if you are to try to pitch me between those two movies, why It's a Wonderful Life is better than Die Hard, how would you convince me? Well, I would say uh, Die Hard is more like an action movie, whereas whereas, uh, that one would probably be more like a a family-oriented, you know, typical... Uh, family oriented mm-hmm. and, and with the kids liking to play in the snow and I don't know yeah. that's kind of really hard to, to say but they're so different all right thanks Kim good to hear from you have a good night yeah so we need Jimmy Stewart to walk over broken glass barefoot and then crawl through some heating ducts and then who you might be able to compete the two there. That's uh, clearly it's a wonderful life is missing those two great elements that are necessary in any Christmas movie, which is walking barefoot over broken glass. All right. So where do you rank these four die hard home alone, Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's a wonderful life. Kim says die hard at the last, get them at the back of the line. Jeff, welcome to overnight America. Hey, I think I like uh, talking about the movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, hope, well, uh, it's a wonderful life. It goes without question. But uh, Home Alone and Charlie Brown on top. And I've ne- and I've liked. I watched Die Hard, but it never really clicked with me. 
Wow. So you're not putting like, Die Hard not, at the back too? Not, well, no. Well, I don't like. I not like it. It just never clicked. You know. You don't like. You know. You don't either or. Okay. You know so what? you wouldn't. Uh, maybe you just need to watch it again. You think that could be yeah. what needs to be yeah. done to to convince you? So it's a wonderful life goes up front just because it's a classic. Yeah. It is a One good movie. It, I, uh, it's on, on the U- Universal uh, thing now. It's uh, like uh, Channel 5 and KSDK and then USA, those type of... They're on both of those during the holidays at one point. Oh, okay. So KSDK, I'll have to see if I can find the next time it's airing it, maybe give it but, a uh, try. I want to m- bring up one other movie. Okay. Uh, as a Trekkie, Star Trek Generations. You know, I don't remember. I think I saw that movie in the theater, Patrick but I've never seen yeah. it. Patrick Stewart is his character is in some sort of Christmassy type uh, illusion type thing mm-hmm. with a Christmas and tree and fam- with a Christmas tree and family towards the end. And that's all I it takes. Had. As long as there's a Christmas tree in it, does it count as a Christmas movie? Well, he, the, he was uh, put in something where, with a Christmas tree. It's Christmas time. It's the family he never had. Ah, see, I don't remember the backstory for the captains, and that's. Um, and, and by the way, that new Stewart, um, they have the brand new Star Wars movie that came out on the CBS streaming, which is Picard. Oh, is that not, pretty good? Uh, that's Discovery, and that's not new. It's uh, 2017. Oh, they put, really? They put yeah, they put that in there to fill the slots until the show regular shows came back. It was on CBS All Access. Oh yeah, it's been a while since I've checked any of this stuff out. It's it's all new to me because I haven't seen it. Well, uh, Jeff, thank you very much for your call. It's good to hear from you. Um, good night. So he puts Die Hard very last. This is what I've noticed. It's either a Die Hard first or last type of mentality. Either you believe it goes up there just because you have to make up for the fact that people don't recognize it as a movie that's meant for the holidays, and then there's the ones that nope can't can't do. The violence can't do the crawling through the vents, can't do the stepping on broken glass, can't do the falling off the roof. Ooh, spoiler alert from a movie that's 30 plus years old now. What year did that come out? Let's see. Die Hard. And that was the make or break movie for Bruce Willis. Die Hard came out in 1988. Wow. On Rotten Tomatoes, the website, 94% approved. IMDb, 8.2 out of 10. That puts it in the upper echelon of movies, let alone nothing. I found myself lately not directing my attention towards Christmas movies or Hallmark movies or those type of things, but I haven't found myself turning them down either. Like if they're on, okay, I guess I can watch this now. And I got to double check the time when PBS is going to be showing the Charlie Brown Christmas, but that's going to have to be coming up pretty soon too. Charlie Brown Christmas, um, for the most part, signed on with Apple TV. They were going to take it off. They lost the rights to airing it, all of these things. And next thing you know, uh, PBS, for whatever reason, brokered a deal with Apple TV to get them back onto the television. So the last one was the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. And the thing is, it, it's it's strange because when it's on the television, it's like, okay, it's just comforting to know it's there. But when it was taken away, you thought, no, wait a minute. No, uh-uh-uh. You just want the option to make sure it's there at all times. So you tell me, uh, of those four movies, where do you rank these? 314-436-7900. Die Hard, Home Alone, 
Charlie Brown Christmas, and It's a Wonderful Life. The Charlie Brown Christmas has a very special moment where, is it Linus will do the stand-up, and he tells the story of Jesus' birth. They talk about the biblical, like he'll, he'll read the Bible verses. Well, not read, he's reciting them in the movie, but he'll keep them to the biblical verses. And that was something that I remember correctly, the network executives, I think it was ABC was the network, didn't know if that was a good idea to put that on television, which you would think in the 70s, it's not that controversial to do something. The further you go back, you think it'd be more friendly and welcome to those type of messages. But then again, they thought, well, do we really want to put this in there? Charles Schultz, the creator in the you know genius behind the Peanuts cartoons and the cartoons, movies and things said, no, we're doing it. We're going to have to do it. And as it turns out, it becomes one of those most memorable moments. I, of course, the old tree, the beat up tree. A lot of people looked at the tree in Times Square this year or New York City, I should say. And they put up this tree and it was like uh, it, it looked a little bare. It's almost like they took the scrappy tree and say, oh, we'll do it. This is the analogy for 2020. A little bare, but hey, we'll we'll make do. And then there's that baby owl inside of it too. But a lot of people looked at that and said, oh, this is just like the Charlie Brown tree. I kind of admire that Charlie Brown tree. I feel like for most guys, when they don't want to decorate, they just want to put something like that up and say, oh, no, it's my, it's, it's my tip of the cap to the Charlie Brown tree. I think that die hard at the very back end of that, though, that does, excuse me, that does disappoint me. Um, let me do a couple of other ones here. Um, I noticed that everyone has like different tastes when it comes to Christmas movies. Like if you were to talk to my sister-in-law, you know what she would be? She put like all Lifetime movies in order. Lifetime, 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 Lifetime. And I just don't know why Lifetime would get that much consideration, but who knows? Uh, let's go to Elaine, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Now, uh, Lane, I'm just going to guess real quick because mm. you are a woman. I'm just mm, going to just yeah. I'm going to play the stereotype. I'm going to guess you're putting Die Hard at the at the back end of this one. Hell no. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. It's a wonderful life right up front. I have little grandchildren. I believe in all those wonderful things in life. But Die Hard's right behind it because that's me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was. What do you mean, that's you? What do you mean by that? (laughs) Bring it on. Bring on the, I mean, the very same values, the very same power of It's a Wonderful Life is also in Die Hard. It's just looking different. Same Uh commitment, same courage, same everything. Yeah. Yeah. So the other ones, you can throw those movies away. Yeah, both of that. Good choices. And one and two right there. Okay, so It's a Wonderful Life, and then yeah, Die Hard, number always. two. Yeah. So if if they would have added maybe some heavy firearm action in Home Alone where he's defending his house. Oh, it's as, a cute one. Th- that's cute, but... That, that would yeah. up its uh, ranking a little bit? It just can't... It just doesn't... It doesn't rank with those other two as easily. No. Yeah. Do you yeah. watch Die Hard every year during the season? Sure, sure. Okay, do you have Good kids? Christmas movie. It's real. It's real. <laughs> Life's it's real really like that. And but there aren't very many courageous people like he was. Yeah. So what do you mean? It's real. You you think something like that? Could it really happen? Like oh, uh, going through the building? I and... hope it could. I hope it could. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. Elaine. Thank you very much for your call. <laughs> I hope it could. <laughs> oh, you'll be happy to know that uh, Die Hard was actually a documentary. 
uh, James Lipton was very involved in the screening of that, that one. <laughs> Die Hard number two. And she's like, oh, no, Die Hard is up front. Why did I just assume all women hate Die Hard? Is it that they're not allowed to say that it's a Christmas movie because they lose street cred in the female community? Is it something along those lines? Elaine comes in and just breaks that right apart. She's like, no, uh -uh, I'm not putting up with that. (laughs) This is Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Kevin Wheeler here with Mike Claiborne. We're getting ready for the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron. 2020 was a wild one, and I can't wait to find out what 2021 is going to hold. It's all going to take place here with our show. We call it the Countdown to Opening Day. Debuting Wednesday night at 6 on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. We're going to talk a little bit about COVID and some of the updates we have from that, a vaccine update, uh, a ridiculous, ridiculous story out of Taiwan. And I also want to talk about the closures to the restaurants, things like that. There's an update to it. We'll get to those two. 314-436-7900 if you want to call in. Let's go to Art. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, go ahead. Yeah, I was just wanting to uh, rank your movies there. Uh, mm-hmm. Of your four, Wonderful Life, and then Charlie Brown, Die Hard, and Home Alone. Okay, so you put Die Hard at three. I think everyone wants to see where that one goes. So why would you put it at three and Charlie Brown above it? Charlie Brown is just its just the time, time thing. It's been out so long, and... I grew up on it. I'm a little bit older, so, you know, it's it's just kind of been around forever. You like to know it's there, right? It's like a comfort yes. thing, like a fireplace and a nice nice log just thrown on it. That's the Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. But there is one movie you're forgetting about. Hmm. Christmas Story. Yeah, that's another one. I might have to do another four uh, Christmas movies. And Christmas Story will be a part of it. Everyone loves that. Do they still show that on a loop on TBS 
coming up to Christmas. Yeah. Like they used to, 24 hours of it over and over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not sure I don't watch it more than once in that 24 hours. It's a comfort thing, just leaving it on the TV in the background. You know, some people, yeah. my wife included, she likes to pull on a DVD of a fireplace on the TV. It's just basically an open fire pit, and she loves keeping that on. That's kind of what a Christmas story is like on Christmas Eve. You just leave it on just so it's there. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Art. Good to hear from you. I worked in a radio market in Indiana before I moved here. And there was the station. I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the competing radio stations in town that aired a Christmas story over the radio. And I thought they're definitely not allowed to do that. (laughs) It was, you know, it was creative. It was a creative idea. I know that you don't really need the visuals, but I remember driving, I think it was Christmas Eve back to Indiana after visiting some family members and just kind of scanning the radio dial to see what was out there. And then there it was them airing. It's the Christmas story over the radio. How about that? Now, I don't think they ever got in trouble for it either. You know, sometimes you can get away with things like that, but sometimes people just don't know better. All right. Here's a story from KMOX.com. Indoor dining could resume in St. Louis County next week. The region has seen a slight decrease in hospitalizations and admissions, they say, as part of the story. Executive Sam Page said Monday morning that he won't make a decision on that until he sees the falling numbers become a threat. I like that there is a little bit of contention between the city and county here, with the city noting that the correlation between indoor restaurant dining and what we're seeing at the hospitals are just not present. It's not in the data. Thus, there's no need to impact an entire sector, which is shutting down indoor dining in these small businesses and these family businesses and these restaurants. Not, It's just not at the point where we think that this is the steps we need to take. And you can look at all the around the area. And sure, the county has had its issues getting this. But let me put it this way, too. The county has done so many things wrong. There is every reason to distrust that uh, we should just take everything for the word of it as in, oh, we'll just have to take his word because he's a doctor and he knows. Well, actually, no, he doesn't know. And I think with the county executives that have been watching this, they're starting to realize what a mistake it was handing over unlimited power for him to do anything he wants. And right now, at least you're starting to see some of those county uh, or county council members, I should say, excuse me, starting to tip to the other side, which is reeling back some of this power, which they have witnessed to be um, detrimental into fighting COVID. What about all these other questions of where this money is going? There's been so much money that has been spent and allocated, and you're looking at and saying, man, did they spend this wisely? Was it the right thing to do to block off all these hotel rooms that you're not using or buy uh, and, and start building a permanent structure when it comes to a morgue? as opposed to temporary structures? Was it important to spend tens of thousands of dollars in the prosecutor's office to uh, hang and buy TVs? Yeah, flat screen TVs. Oh, you really need that for COVID money. Let's look at what the city has done you know, and some of those things. They brought in specialized refrigeration trucks if they needed them. They decided to put vouchers out if someone needed to stay in a hospital. And they had money left over. What did they decide to do? Well, we're going to try to be proactive and help the situation by creating these tiny homes for the homeless to get off the street so they're not out there spreading COVID. This is good stuff. County, not so much. So, you know, this is what I hate when you hear these stories. You have Sam Page go out there and he starts talking like, you know, I'm going to he's like a king on the throne. 
I shall decide if the restaurants will be able to make livings from here on out. It's actually pretty ridiculous. So I see things like that. It it actually angers me. Let's go to John, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Kevin. Great show. Love your show. Did you say, did uh, you say Kevin? I've been, <laughs> cool, I've been a nurse close, for like 24 years, and, and, and I'm, I've been working with the uh, COVID patients since it started. And I, I have no problem with shutting everything down. Um, I hate to say the gyms and everything else, but uh, we deal with patients dying every day, and uh, I'm all for it. Uh, the only thing is, is like, put a mask on. Put a mask on. That's what's going to stop it. If everyone puts a mask on, that's going to stop it. So, so how long should the restaurants be closed down for? Uh, till the vaccine comes out and people get the vaccine, and then a lot of people don't want to get the vaccine. But uh, okay. you know, so you would shut things down until the vaccine is distributed to everyone. Yeah, you, I think so. There's, there's no yeah. economic. Uh, you don't take any economic consideration into this whatsoever. No, I, I, I just because I see people die every day, you know, and I, I, I know some people think it's like a hoax, but it's real. And I think I think people should wear masks. And uh, until the vaccine comes out. Yeah. yeah. You can do carry out at restaurants. Do you carry out restaurants? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm you're, wear, wear, wear again, you're talking to a lot of people, too, that are business owners and they're like, OK, we've gone through this before. We did everything they told us to do. We're taking all the steps and the guidelines. We're not having outbreaks that are linked to our restaurant. We're doing exactly what we're being told to do. And still you want to continue to harass us when you keep everyone else open. See, that it's just like the selective picking and choosing and things. So you can look at it from like a medical perspective and say, OK, in order to get this under control and, you know, we need to get the curve down to zero and we're just going to lock everyone in. And, you know, if we, we find you outside of your home or whatever it is, we'll just, you know, track you down and hunt you or whatever it is. Um, but the problem that you're finding too, is that there is going to be a balance because the livelihood of people, they don't want to have to lose everything while they sit here and have to watch as other businesses are able to flourish during a time like this. It's just definitely not a fair thing. You know, I I totally agree with you, but at the same point, every time I go into work, I'm dealing with this. I've been dealing with it since the outbreak. Uh, since the outbreak, and wear a mask. That's it. Wear a mask. That's People it. that wear masks get it too, though. That's uh, it. I mean, that's it. Less likely. It too. Less likely. Okay, but they get it too, and and that's the thing. It's not as simple as just saying wear a mask. You know, if it was that simple, um, it would be an easy thing to fix. And this is not. This is very complex. It's not just as easy as wearing a mask. You know what? I, I, I've been working ICU for 24 years, so I, I, I'd love to, that, that, you know, every nurse I work with would, always says, I'd love to drag people through the ICU to see what's going on. It, it, it's, it's real, you know, just wear a mask, stay home, and that's how we're going to solve this. Until there's a vaccine, that's how we're going to solve it. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, John. Uh, I think it's overly simplifying uh, the problem that we're running into. I, I think what you find when you look at some of the data that are coming in through these hospitals and you can look at historical data, there's so many other variables that play into this. Age, the condition of your health, pre-existing conditions, obesity, all of these other things that play into it, um, which you cannot just simply say, put on a mask and that'll just solve everything that's going on. 
and two, the way that all of this has been tracked leading up to where we are today. Um, you know, the effectiveness of these tests are still not great. <laughs> I mean, there was the one, what was it? It was the mayor of Anchorage, I believe. I got to look at that again. But she took the test twice and uh, tested negative. It was the third time that she tested positive. And she's looking at that and saying, I just took three tests, two negative, one positive. Which one am I supposed to believe? Is it like we're, we're it's almost like a vote, like we're, we'll take the majority on this one. We definitely need to find a way like through this vaccine in order to try to get this under control and make it less likely that we're going to be spreading this or at least it'll impact our bodies when it's spread. That's a big part of this sort of thing. And it's just trying to get a grasp on everything because next time you turn around, whatever the science says, there's going to be another caveat to it. Oh yeah, we thought it was this, but now it's this. We thought it was this, but actually it's this. And then it might change back and it might go back forward. And then your restaurant, your business owner, and you're looking at this and saying, so you're saying all this time when the government shut down my business for just trying to make a living and just trying to stay afloat and couldn't get any other stimulus to me or whatever it is, all this time, you are using your judgment on this data in this um, in this science that turned out to be not true. Come on now. And if you're going to be Sam Page and look at this and say, well, we're going to keep the casinos open, uh, but we're going to close down restaurants. You know, you can walk around, eat and drink inside of this casino, but, uh, you know, not inside of a restaurant, whatever. That's uh, garbage. And you look at the way the city has done it. The city handles it differently. It's not like a Republican Democrat thing. Sam Page being a Democrat, light a. Uh, uh, Mayor uh, Lyda Krusen, Democrat, they handle it differently. She's more pragmatic and she's been doing, I think, a pretty, pretty good job with it. And I, I have commented on what I think she, her pragmatic approach has been a pretty good approach to it all. And a part of it is just like, OK, let's do look at this. Um, l- let's see the connections behind these things. St. Charles County, you know, everyone handles these things differently. And what you start to find is that similar results. <laughs> That's strange, isn't it? Why is that? Do we know the answer to it? And why is it that all of these other countries, too, you look at some of these other ones that are very strict, even more strict than what they're doing in St. Louis County and complete lockdowns, complete shutdowns in some of these cities. And they're also having a hard time keeping it under control, uh, even in our own country. If you look at California and all these places, oh, they have a hard time with it. And they have some of the biggest restrictions and in other countries. Same thing, too. These flare ups and how they're handling it. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy situation to be in. We didn't ask for this thing to come to the country. We don't want this thing to be in the country. We don't want this to be around. We don't want to have to deal with it. We don't want to have to suffer from it. We don't want to see our friends and family suffer from it. But to just say, well, we'd be, we'd be living in a we'd be living in a utopia if we just all wore a mask is definitely not true. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It's Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And Overnight America is with you tonight. Also online, if you wanted to join the conversation, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. And I'm looking online now, and our very own Brad Choate in the KMOX newsroom decided to send me a photo. He's actually Linus holding up the Christmas tree. Pretty cool little picture there. Uh, good old Bradshaw. Here's a couple of text messages that came in. Um, 
my order. It's a wonderful life. Then Charlie Brown, then Die Hard, then Home Alone. I just recently watched Home Alone again. And when I was a kid, you had the VHS tape, just like everyone else did. And you'd watch it. But for me, I'd always fast forward to the end. I wouldn't watch any of the movie because none of that interested me. It just was fun to see the people try to rob the house and see all the traps go into place. And then when I finally watched it, it might have been for the first time in, oh, I don't know, 30 years or whatever since I've seen it when I was a child. It was a lot better than I remembered it to be. So maybe it's worth giving it another try. But then again, uh, they made a bunch of other movies of Home Alone after they like rebooted it. I think one time the parents are, I think he's home from school sick and then the parents are at work or something. He defends the house. So it's kind of like the same idea with different actors and things like that. 314-436-7900. Here's a story and it just kind of to show you just how ridiculous governments can be when it comes to COVID around the country, around the world, I should say. And this is over in Taiwan. So a man was at a a hotel, migrant worker from the Philippines, working in Taiwan, the southern, not quite the southern tip, but one of the larger southern cities close to the southern tip of the island. And he was inside of his his, uh, hotel room where he's allowed to be. And he opened up the door and went into the hallway for they timed it to eight seconds. He was in the hallway for eight seconds, went out and back, apparently wasn't wearing a mask. He forgot about it. This is kind of like our last caller, John. He's like, oh, boy, everyone's got to wear a mask. So oh, this is the biggest threat to humanity. He walked out of his hotel room without a mask for eight seconds and then back in. Well, the security cameras caught him. And based on the way the government wants you to report these things, the uh, good workers at this hotel decided to call the government, the Department of Health, and say this rule breaker left his room for eight seconds. So Department of Health comes in. They look at the tape. They say, all right, we got him. Dead to rights. Eight seconds. You know it's going to happen. They knock on the door. Here you go. Handed over his fine of $3,500. $3,500. Now, keep in mind, that is the money that we're weighing and looking at it and $3,500 is a ton of money. Imagine you as an American getting fined $3,500 for not wearing a mask or whatever it is. And if you make, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 grand or whatever it is, that's a big chunk of change. Now imagine you're a migrant worker from the Philippines working in Taiwan in your yearly incomes, less than 10 grand. That pretty much cuts out everything for you. What, what do you do then? What do you do then? That's how bad things could get when it comes to some of the problems that we have. Uh, 314-436-7900. And there's another story uh, from KMOX.com. It says, I want people not to be afraid. Woman describes side effects after taking Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. There's a picture of her. Uh, she's smiling and she took the vaccine. She said, hey, good news. I haven't grown an 11th toe. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, but. Part of taking this is comes in two parts. We're starting to wonder, are we going to be able to get the vaccine out as fast as possible? I mean, you hear in CBS News that there might be an executive order that is signed from President Trump to try to keep as many of these doses out here as possible. It kind of surprises me to, when I read these reports. I think the New York Times was the first to report this and the Trump administration is denying this report, but essentially saying that they were given an opportunity to buy more of these vaccines 
and they turned it down, which is strange to me when I heard that report, because leading up into where we are today, a lot of money was already spent. Now, Operation uh, Warp Speed was the intention of trying to get these uh, vaccines up and running as fast as possible and invest in these things and pre-purchase and buy these things as fast as they can. So something's not adding up here because if they were investing all of this money and they were telegraphing that they were investing all of this money to buy this ahead of time, if you just go back into the summer and even at the start of the pandemic, you remember there were people that were very upset because they said, oh, here's the United States. It's not fair that they're able to buy more vaccines ahead of time and keep it for the American people. This needs to go out to other countries as fast as possible, and we shouldn't be the only ones that get it. And you know, then President Trump saying, hey, if we're the ones investing in it and it's coming from our country, then we should be able to reap the benefits of this sort of thing, which I agree in. But here we are where apparently over in the UK, they're going to start distributing this stuff. Here in the United States, it's unlimited. Uh, but they hope to get it out here pretty quick. And now we're wondering, are we going to be able to get enough doses for enough people without waiting too long before the summer? Uh, that's a good question. It just this makes you wonder. Let's go to the text messages. Uh, Die Hard's a great, great movie, but is an action hero. Good over evil movie. So wonderful life takes number one. Oh, that's nice. One person texted in and said, Family Man is a more current great movie set at Christmas time. You would enjoy it. I don't think I've seen that one. Maybe I will have to look it up. Nicholas Cage, huh? Man, he's really come and gone off the scene. Let's go to Dan, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, good evening. Hey, I didn't get a chance to call earlier and talk to you about them homes, uh, them little miniature homes that they're giving to yeah. homeless people. And you sure. might have talked about this. Are they going to uh, get it to where only certain people are going to get them homes, or are they going to just hand them out to whoever wants them? Because the reason I'm saying that is that, you know, who if, say uh, you get one of these guys that goes in there, next thing you know, there's four or five people in there. They're going to be selling drugs. They're going to be spray painting the darn houses. They're subject to go to sleep with fire, uh, with fire on and burn the darn thing down. Uh, like mm. when they go into these, uh, these empty homes out there on the streets and that stuff in the wintertime, they build these fires and they get out of control and they leave. And then the next thing you know, you got these big old fires. But I like to know what you uh, have to say about that. I'm hoping that they'll give them to families first before they give them to some of these thugs that's out there running around. Uh, thanks. All thanks right. Call. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. I don't see the priority of how they're distributing this. So I think they have to work with social workers in order to try to at least get a job, meaning this is like a temporary step to get them off the streets, to move them to something more permanent or at least help them get to that next step in their life. Whenever we talk to people that are homeless and we talk about their experience of what it's like to be homeless in St. Louis, what you find is that there's normally like a it's it's really strange. It's like they have their own government in a sense that they have like a leader of this homeland, homeless encampment that they follow. There's violence. I mean, there's there's people that do things illegal, but they try to keep to themselves. They keep to their own. They have their own rules and code of conduct that they adhere to. I don't think anyone's actually moved into these yet. They're still putting them in place. They're pretty small. I don't think you can get to fit a family. It's just one bed. But I guess if you're homeless with a kid, then you'll take that one bed. Um, I don't know. I don't know how these are going to be policed either. They're all great questions. They haven't answered. Good call, though. This is Overnight America KMOX. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.